Welcome. You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. So you were watching it when it happened. Demar Hamlin, yeah. Yeah. So where do you land? Like, are you? So so here's how it's kind of split. Okay. Two things. Okay. I would say one side has said this is directly related to COVID vaccines, oh. and there's European soccer players. There's all of this stuff, and then the other side is saying cancel the NFL. This look at what's happening to no 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 I'm just saying those I, are those are the two, the two aisles. those are the two North Pole and South Pole in regards to that so with all of the talk where are you at on well, all of it I don't think it's related to either I think it's a freak accident yeah what happened to him yeah uh, canceled the NFL if you're looking at that play specifically if you watched it there's nothing it was wild it was nothing ha- I mean I didn't even realize but I could tell immediately. Once he was on the ground, is like, uh oh. The There's, way the that way his knees buckled, his family posted on Twitter and said, Hey, guys, please, um, if you could, out of respect for our family, stop sharing the yeah, clip. I can't imagine and being I, the and family I was, and I, seeing it. And over that was and over. a game changer for me. I was yeah. like, Ooh, because I typed his name in and wanted to see and look. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ugh, I don't, I don't want to do that. But it that's not even, good. The, if you see the hit, that's not even a big hit. And he stands up with the other, the offensive player, stands up and then it just immediately falls straight back. Oh, the way his knees buckled were. Oh, it was like his soul left his body. But have you guys you know? heard in the last week what the, and we agree that the NFL is full of hypocrisy, so sure. is the world welcome to yeah. it. But all the prayer, the prayers and the yeah. players praying where they're like, hey, NFL, if you didn't let Tim Tebow do it, yep. you need to. And I'm like, yep. ooh. Yeah. Did you see the guy on um, ESPN? Right. He, yeah. He, the guy on ESPN Just, was like, you know what? I keep seeing thoughts and prayers and all of this and I'm just going to take a moment and I'm actually going to do this this isn't planned sorry I did look guys that up. I thought that was great man I that was, was that I was really like good. here for this well, yeah. and then they're and then they're praying before other games like yeah. uh games that came after that there were just, I think the Jags and yep. and Chargers maybe? maybe I don't no. I don't I'm trying they're praying before the game and yeah. it's like I'm done let's watching get back, let's get back to this I'm done watching now because Sunday the Cowboys and the wild card game and Dude, everything was... it was ridiculous it was it was dumb hey guys welcome to the rest of the sermon we have got Miss Nikki Mauser in here hey, with hey. us and ladies and gentlemen Adam Dell he's back <laughs> I love it. I love it. Guys, pray for uh, Maeve, Miss Haley, and Mr. John's beautiful baby girl. They're out. She's got whatever's going around. We love Haley. Miss her. How has the uh, the the week been for you guys? Good so far? Like It's Tuesday. I know, right? <laughs> I, we're recording this on Tuesday. Yeah. So good, Adam. Yeah, good good so far? You guys had a good so night far. last night. Yeah, we did. Westside Men. If you're listening to this, Westside Men is back in full swing. We had close to 50 guys there last night. We were packed in the room. We had some incredible smoked chicken. Oh my goodness. I got the last piece. Dude, there was one piece left. Literally, I was (laughs) like... They were coming up for seconds and I feel like you said that. I had to hold off Kurt. (laughs) You know, because there's... Kurt will get up in the middle of the sermon and like, you know, like a Viking go over there and pummel the food again. 
But just, and we sang Great is Thy Faithfulness, and when you it's back loud. away, dude, and there is a room full of men yeah. singing. Because you guys I'm, had like 40 I'm, plus guys yes. in a room that's yes. not huge. Right. It was incredible. And nice. just the vibe. It was like, I almost felt like a coach. I felt like all the men in the room were like, we're ready for the yeah. locker room. Right. Yell at us. Amplice like, up. yeah, man, we just got after it. So that's back in full swing. Monday nights at 630. And then this Wednesday yeah. is the launch back for Westside yeah. Women West Side as Women well. Kicks off. And so, guys, there's a ton of stuff going on. And so just get plugged in. Get involved. Adam, the people are dying to know. Yeah. How was Christmas break uh, with everything? Good? Everything was awesome? Yeah, Christmas break was good. Got fam uh, Christmas with both sets of families, yeah. James and mine. We went down over New Year's, spent a lot of time with family. It's pretty chaotic. We've got, I've got, I think, uh, 11 or 12 nieces and nephews. Yeah, like, I'm glad you said young. that. Yeah. All young. So I love it. It's just vibe. It's full of life. I'll put it nicely. Yeah. Uh, Do but, you know the oldest age of your oldest niece or yeah, nephew? Yeah, she's uh, 12. So 12 and under, and there's 11 of them. And there's 11 of them. Yeah, wow, that's, that's a lot. That's incredible. Yeah. Did you guys... Like um five under... under Two or three. Wow. Woo. How do you and Julia do gifts and like Christmas as a married couple? Is it like, nah, don't get me anything? Is it like one thing? Is yeah, it, you know? We'll usually get each other one or two things. A little some, some. It's nice still <laughs> to have uh, Jim and Dina around and with their children. Yeah, yeah. And everybody in their house because then we do, we did church here on Sunday morning. Yes, we did. They opened some Santa presents before church and then we sure. all went over there afterwards and Love it. just kind of went around and took a while to nice. what julia some. get you for christmas if you can share let's see <laughs> let's see is, uh, is is it like something you need i could see julia being a very practical person and like oh man he's mentioned did you already forget a couple i'm times. just trying to think it wasn't focused on us we were focused on the kids yeah yeah we were focused on the kids. Like Courtney got we went, me. We went to, really, we went to Florida for our. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You guys totally did. That's Great. Good blanking. for you guys. That's Good. Awesome. Courtney got me a pair of AirPods mm. because my old pair that I got as a gift, I had like lost one. AirPods mm. changed the game. Dude, go she got from, me the pros and yeah. they are the, like, they are worth, guys, if you're listening to this, yeah. I would recommend, I know there's a lot of knockoffs. I know there's tons of, and I know Beats by Dre are yep. good. But if you have an Apple product in a phone or anything, the AirPods are worth it. Yeah, they're great. The noise canceling mm -hmm. is wild. My my one of my favorite things about AirPods is talking on the phone. Yes, because every time I get in the car, phone, right? I get in the car and I throw one in my ear. Yeah, and that way I'm able to hands free answer and do that yeah, stuff like so, that. It's, it's wild. It's so hey, listen, I've got some would you rather's, and I think these are pretty good. Would you rather? Lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? This is really hard for me, guys. I can't. This is crazy. Read. 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 Yeah, because because you can get read. Yeah, you can get read to you. See, and I'm yeah, an yeah. audiobook person and didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm with fact, Adam. I kind of yeah. wish I lost my ability to read, so I could just depend on. <laughs> just audio. depend on I think, audio. I, I thought about that, and I was like, I love reading, speak, but that's not a reality. That would kill yeah, me. I would you die. Uh, yeah, I would just. Yeah, I would pretty much die. Um, <laughs> would you rather be in jail? For a year or lose a year 
off of your life. Would I, you, I can do this. Would you rather be locked up for a year? This is a good one because it's kind of similar. A lot of people would say you lost a year, but in reality, you know, you lived, but You've you were in jail. Or would you rather lose a year off of your life? Okay. What do you say, Nikki? I'm going to lose my mind, but um, I would probably go to jail. Hey guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers, maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family-owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos. Like, legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor, and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573-686-2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 Two eight seven zero, or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family-owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. For a year, I probably would go to jail because then I'm thinking I can still write, I can still read, I can still do the things. Yeah, yeah. some good the, friends. The isolation, friends. yeah, that'd would be tough. drive me insane. And I'm going to well, minimum. Yeah. solitary confinement. I'm not. You're probably in a low. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, maybe. Maybe well, not. Maybe she, she gets bowdy in jail. Do? Right. I'm, yeah, <laughs> right? I was say, I'm not gonna. You know. I'm going to a low. I'm going to Martha Stewart jail. Like, I love it. I'm not going to hardcore. Yeah. You know. Alcatraz or something like that. It's not me. <laughs> what about you, Adam? I was gonna say jail because it'd be kind of interesting. But when I think about it. If I'm gonna die at ninety, I'm not gonna be very mobile. Like, let's just get right. a year off of that. Those years. That's what I'm gonna go with Instead because because I thought about my re-entry back into my world. Like, the, going to the going to jail for a year is in the middle of my life, whereas I'm approaching the end and up. Oh, it just came a little bit early in that sense, and so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Would you rather be able to talk to land animals, animals that fly or animals <laughs> that live under the water? I do that anyway, so, but okay. So would you rather be able to talk to animals that are either land animals, birds, animals that fly, or animals that live under the water? Beasts of the air. Um, right. I would rather do water. 
I don't know why. You just, it's because you just watched Avatar. I, I didn't just watch it, but it's an Avatar vibe. I just feel like that would be really cool. Yeah. Like I'm swimming next okay, to these dolphins. Okay, but the practicality. Yeah, like, I know. How often are you going to use exactly, that? Exactly. That okay. It would change my whole life. I would go to Australia. And you I would just live move? on the beach. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and I'd become just... this, yes, 100%, all that stuff. What See, about you guys? Preaching to the animals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Adam, you ride horses. Jim's got cattle. Like, I think do you want land. to talk to them? Yeah, that would be great. That'd but then on the flip side, and I say this as a show mom who, you know, we have market animals. And if you know what that means, you know what that means. Yep. I don't know if I want to be like hear them saying, please, <laughs> no, Nikki, don't please, drop us off here. Please. Baby. Yeah. I love it. But then again, I birds freak me out. Yeah. So. Ugh, birds are dirty to me. They're, I'm look, sorry if, if chance, that offends dude. you. you no. Nope. hear them out. Birds that's, are. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like maybe I can make friends with the birds. Totally I don't know. Change the game if I can talk to them. <laughs> that's so funny. All They're right. Actually, the cool ones. All right. Here we go. Last one. Would you, this is going to be an insight into your personality, I think. Okay. I feel like this is almost therapeutic yeah, for yeah, me yeah, every yeah. week anyway. That's why I do the would you rather yeah. because it is. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet? Okay. So like okay. you're Pluto, man. Nobody's ever walked on it or mm-hmm. whatever. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or... Be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease. Ooh. See, now that gets a little godly on both of them. Both of them. That makes yeah. me a little like, <clears throat> wow my, and ick all my, at the same my time. My knee-jerk reaction is explore a planet. Yeah, because I'm naming it's Jason everything. <laughs> it's in the history books. I'm living forever. But Jordan, having lived through and experienced someone who had like Alzheimer's yeah. and cancer, to be able to be the person who invented the cure for cancer, I think I'm probably going to go with that just because of the impact of See, it. See, and you there's know? my conspiracy theorist coming out. Okay. going. it's already been done. <laughs> Adam oh, said it. Oh, yeah. I just feel like Big Pharma's going to shut that down. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm new planet all the way. Nice. Just I re- I wish I was Lewis and Clark, you know, I just love the new the like, exploration. I guess that's cuz Have I'm you a, ever is read that a 7? Is that a 7 enneagram thing? Have you uh no, like the pioneer and stuff would be there'd be a little 7 in there. That would be a lot of 3 stuff though to be the first to is do Is that a, your enneagram to 7? To do a lot Adam? of that. I would say mostly 7. Guys, the enneagram is demonic and witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah, we don't speak its name. That's yeah. that's going around right now on the internet. It's really oh, hot right now I on can't. on a lot of that stuff. So, I think I'm fighting big pharma and I'm I'm curing things. I think yeah. I would tackle that. And whether like I I firmly believe with everything in me we could cure cancer right now, but it makes too much money. Well, there's a lot of controversy that there are a ton of already alternative fuel yeah. sources. You know, like there's multiple people who have uh, invented cars, yeah, that yeah. run off of like salt water, yeah, and I, then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Things Co- like that makes Courtney, me have no hope. Courtney no showed hope. me. Did you guys follow or Nikki? Have you heard about <laughs> the um, naturally like organic farms that have caught fire, yeah. quote unquote, oh. caught fire yeah. all over the U.S. 
And they're like, there's been a lot of them. They're major holistic farms mm-hmm. that produce stuff and like, you know, certain types of bread and the, and meat and this, that, and the other. And there's like 12 or 13 that have yeah. quote unquote caught fire across well, the country. Let's go down this road. Have y'all, have y'all heard about 9-11? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> right. Right. I'm just, the second tower. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh my goodness. Hey, um, I, I do want to interject here. We've gotten some incredible feedback on the podcast oh. over the past couple of weeks. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with you guys that are writing in, asking questions, subscribing, sharing the podcast. The numbers are up on the podcast. And so we just want to tell you guys, thank you. Thank you for yeah. the feedback. We really mean each week that if you have a question, uh, like comment on the Facebook link or go to westsidepb.org, do any of that Text stuff. Text it into the Westside yes, number. Yes, all of those things. Because we want, even on these funny, would you rather questions and stuff like that, we would we would love to hear from you guys and interact to the people who are listening. So if you you listened to me, you know, probably even a year ago, I would have said, oh, yeah, I do this little podcast. No one listens to it. <laughs> I can't say that anymore, know, which gives me a level of like, oh, oh no. Now I need to think about what I say. Well, but those answers are fun. I would love if fun. I had that thought. Mine is more like, <laughs> oh, yep. should I have said that? Yep. There's times on Sunday where I find out at the same time you do. Yep what I'm going to say on yep. something or anything like that. But hey, listen, we've been we are in the second week of our dwell series. Dwell is our word for the year, our mm-hmm. sort of focus for the year as a congregation. And it comes from Colossians 3:16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And so we talked about um the idea of soaking in scripture this past Sunday, we talked about meditating biblically. What does that look like? We even did an exercise on that. Also, the church has provided a two-month uh, two free trial on the Dwell app. And if you're wanting that, the QR code is on our Facebook Listen, please take advantage of that. Yeah. Like we are providing that for you guys. It's an incredible app. It reads to you. You can change. Um, I've got the British guy who's reading, and you can put ambient music in the background. You can put it on repeat. You can do these plans. It's incredible, and it's really crazy. And, and maybe you guys can attest to this. Um, when I read it black and white on paper, and I've got my notebook, that's awesome. But my habit has been that when I'm in the car, I'm not turning on a podcast right now. Mm. I'm just doing the dwell app. So it's just, it's going all the time. When I listen, just listen. I'm not looking because the dwell app gives you the option to pull the Bible up and you can look at the words. It's different. It's different. different. Some things are like totally sticking out to me as it's just audibly being read to yeah. me. Okay. What what has been y'all's experience with it? So I have done the same, which I do a lot because <clears throat> yeah. I do a lot of audiobooks. But sure. I now am pulling in Adam Dell and I'm pulling up my notes like mm. in memo. And so when I hear something, I'm like pausing yeah. it, pulling up notes going, hey, check in on this later. Because I'm driving. <laughs> I don't want to die. Right. Yeah. I'm yes. like, okay, today in, uh, yeah, and I will I like like, make a little note yeah. so I can go back in when I've got For our listeners who focus. don't know, Adam's the king of the notes app. Yes. And so if if you're ever having a conversation with Adam and he whips out his phone, he's not being rude. He's just jotting something down. He's probably going to circle back around. He's probably remembering your birthday. Going to send you a little card. <laughs> What's been your interaction with Man, the Dwell app I, and like listening to it? Just well, it's been a practice of mine, I guess, recently in the past year. 
in the way we study the Bible, whether it's at men's ministry or in our worship team, yeah, any place, it's reading it three times. Yeah. And my practice now has been the first time is to just shut my eyes and listen to the first person reading it when we're in a group or whatever. And so it it just it places you there. It immediately beams you mm. to the setting. Yeah. And I like to kind of it. I don't know. I like to feel the scripture in that way. The yes. first go around. Okay, how's it. how's it going to feel to be in this setting with Jesus when he's saying this? What would be my natural responses? That's good. Rather than just reading what's written in maybe some of this elevated diction that's a little bit hard to like. Sure. Not soak natural. In the first time. Not natural. So I, that's been really, really beneficial to kind of place yourself yes. there in the scripture every time. So dwell. I mean, having the audio yes. feature is just mm. to be able to soak in that has been. Yeah, it's it, it, it is. It's and really I rec- interesting. I recommend that for people on <clears throat> Sunday mornings too. You know, we have the scripture up front for people to lay their eyes on and read. Yeah. But I look around sometimes um, and see people just with their eyes closed. I mean, I, yes, I I recommend that as well. That's what I do so at Westside Men. I it. do it on the second because most of the time I read it first, and then we get volunteers to read it the second and third time. Mm-hmm. And the second and third time, I just close my eyes and I. I just listen. Yeah. And would you hear it audibly? And I love when somebody else, like last night at Westside Men, a guy had a little bit of a different translation. And it was just beautiful, the words that jump out, because then you go back and you're like, oh, this phrase was this. And it just changes yeah. the game it on does. everything. I love it. It's really good. Today, what I wanted to talk about was, I think it was impactful last week when people... Um, like listen to us break down what does your quiet time look like, you know, whatever you want to call it. And the feedback that we got was like, it was really encouraging to hear the struggles of like of the, I can't have music. And then Nikki to go like, I've got to have, you know, like on the dwell app, you can put hymns. Yep. And I'm over here, so I'm listening to it, and then I'm hearing, and I'm like, yes. oh, like I get real giddy. Yeah, that's good. So what I wanted to do today was, has there ever been in your Bible reading, and I know there probably is, that first time when you started doing this, and um, like this Sunday, I'm going to use the illustration a little bit, the difference between raking leaves and digging for gold. Okay. Okay. I think just reading the Bible and skimming through it is kind of like raking leaves. Mm -hmm. You can gather some stuff, but it's whatever's on the surface. Mm. Bible meditation and Bible memory is digging for gold. It's a little bit of effort. It's a little bit of work, but you you know, you get to find all of these precious jewels, Mm -hmm. you know, in your walk with Jesus and reading the Bible for these years, when was the first time for you, Bible's open, Bible reading plan, you're meditating, and it clicks? There's like a little aha moment. I want to know everything. I want to know, like, what were you studying? What was that like? Um, what was the experience? What truth did you find in that? All of those things. I think it would be really helpful for the listeners to kind of hear and talk about, this is what I experienced the first time, really meditating and really dwelling and studying. This was revealed to me. Mm-hmm. What, what was that? Any of you guys can go. Well, my honestly, just to be straight, relatively recently, yeah. I mean, I would say within the past 
year or so. Yeah. In, and, you know, give me another year and I'll probably say I learned it just in the past year. Every time I'm learning <laughs> yeah. something Always. new, it's yeah. like the epiphany. It's living and active. Yes, yeah, it is. There it's you like, go. oh, yeah. I learned something new That's and I've good. been doing it wrong the mm-hmm. whole time before that. But um, just with a, what what it was, was a morning uh, group that I would get together with and study. And it's what you were teaching this past Sunday about really being patient with the scripture. Mm, that's it. Yep. Patience in scripture and not just this hallmark of what's a line that's going to immediately jump out to me. It takes a little bit to go through a section of, of, of scripture yep. and to see what is the Lord trying, what is the Lord speaking right here to yeah. me? Not what am I going to speak into this? What am I going to pull from this? Um, and finding that nugget and being okay with just that for the day. Yeah. Um, now I can't. I can't recall an exact passage that we were in. I just know that I just can remember within this past year, um, we studying in the morning with yeah. that group and the practice of reading it over and over and realizing that this is the way that you digest. Yeah. That you actually take it in and let it sit. And then the, it's the group effort I mean is is always magnifying of that. Yeah. Sure. I mean cuz then you get all the perspectives on it, but there is benefit to just being with just you and being patient with the scripture. Yeah, that's good. And then letting that be your your scripture for the day and when you find that that's your that you're doing it every day and how that is fueling your everyday, I don't know. It's just, it. that's it's a game when it clicks. It's a game changer because then it's always there. It, it affects the way that you're treating the people that you work with or your family or mm-hmm. your kids, Yes, whatever it is. It's informing the way that you behave. That's good. Yeah. I love it. That's really good. What about you, Nikki? So I, like the first time, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I remember about five years ago, around this time of year, because this is a whole big story of sure. how it all came full circle. Right. It always does. Always. Um, Rick and I were house hunting. We had looked at a property. Um, we had. Um, it's time to give another shout out to another sponsor of the rest of the sermon podcast. This shout out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography, anything that you need, Smart Marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in Smart Marketing, and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up, and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call, Smart Marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573-840-0334. Back to the show. Looked at it a couple of times, had, you know, done. they hadn't listed it with a realtor it was just, we're going to look at this property. We even had his dad come down to look at the pasture ground, see what some things like we may have not been seeing. We were getting outside influence and we were here and I don't remember the why, but we were in, uh, or I was studying. And I think with community group at the time, um, we were in the book of John and we were studying the miracles of Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus in that was saying, you know, 
this is not my time. Mm. And so wow. we, uh, yeah, you yeah, know where this is going. Sure. So we looked at this house, made an offer. They countered, we countered. And then we come to church on a Sunday and a lady says, Hey, I know you guys are looking at this said property, but it, she sells, it's got to go to this person first. They get right of refusal. Sure. And we're like, okay. So we st- we're like, you know what? No. She didn't accept the offer and Rick and I were talking. I was like, this isn't our time. And I remember thinking in that moment, if Jesus was saying, this isn't my time, my hour has not yet come. Me thinking Mm. this isn't my time yet either. Like if it's not for Jesus, it's not for me. Yeah. And I remember like, okay. And accepting that just like, okay, here we go. We're going to wait within a week, a house that had been for sale by owner for over a year is placed on the market with members of our congregation. I remember waking up to me and Rick both being tagged by not only my (laughs) mother, but another member of this church. Yeah. And Rick was at work. He calls and says, hey, I set up an appointment. We're going to go look at it Friday. Some things at my work happened to where I could not make that appointment Mm -hmm. because I needed to be there for my friends in the salon. They had big life things happening. Rick goes and looks, he walks in and says, I want to make an offer. And I'm like, can I look at it first? We go, (laughs) we go look at it that night. This is on a Friday night. We go back and look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That next Sunday, I'm standing in line after church at a restaurant and we had talked to the real estate agent who we went to church with. Yeah. And she calls and says, they accepted your offer. Come in tomorrow and do the paperwork. Your time has come. My time had come. But it was in that, like, we had completely accepted, this isn't my time. This isn't what we're supposed to be doing. Mm. And it was almost instantaneous in that acceptance that all of, and here we are, we'll be there five years the end of April. And the whole time the banner is my time is not yet come. It's intersecting. We were like, okay, we're going to stay here a little long. It's not a big deal. No worries. This isn't for us. And And, then it, and, and that's it. That's, you know, I picture God's word just in my mind as a a running faucet or a stream, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's constantly gushing. There's there's all of this water and life coming out of it. And I am I am next to it and I'm saying like God fill me up. God um show me your will. God all of these things. And the reality is is what we do is we position ourselves under the faucet. Yeah. And and you just place yourself. And so it wasn't you had all this going no. on and then yeah, ran no. to the Bible. No. It was like I've positioned myself under the faucet. That's it. I I've got That's this it. I got this word, my time has not yet come. Then my life intersected with the scriptures. Yeah. Like Oh, that's so good. I remember like having that thought like, okay, this isn't, our- I remember my bigger focus up until that moment was about the wineskins. Yeah. It wasn't that until it was that. And sure. when it was that, I was like, yeah. huh, why do I keep coming back to this? Why yeah. do I, and. And I think that's what's so important. That's what was in the text Sunday was, is that he is, you know, he bears fruit in season. Yeah. 
And there's times where we read our Bible and we walk away and we go, I don't know what that word was for. And it's like, well, it's because it's in season. There's going to be a season where that happens. I was sort of newly saved and my dad's given me books and biographies and all of this stuff. And I would love to say that after I got saved, I just first off dove into the word. And, And I did later on, but it was a little bit of a reverse for me. He was reading these biographies, and I think God was fueling a lot of that passion in me and a lot of this stuff, and I was reading lives about, you know, John Wesley and Charles Spurgeon and George Whitfield, and and the common denominator was these are men of the word. Yeah. Like, they're just consumed with it, you know, I mean, in random conversations and all of this stuff. So I was like, okay... I'm going to read through the Bible. Like it was a big deal. My dad had bought me this study Bible. I still have it to this day. And I'm reading through it. And I got to where Jesus um, clears out the temple. Mm. And for whatever reason, it, um, I placed myself in the story. And and what really drew me to it was, was like, I don't know this Jesus. Mm-hmm. This Jesus that makes a whip. Yeah. yeah, and drives people like is he's angry like yeah. and and it just drew me in and so I'm studying I'm studying and there was this line that said and he fashioned a whip and I was like well where did he get the elements for the whip the and so I go to a study Bible and at this point I'm studying the scriptures yeah. like I had never studied them before. Mm-hmm. And ran across this commentary that said, right outside the temple where they would tie up lambs or whatever before the sacrifices, they would use probably um, like a you know a leather strap yeah. to lead them there, and so there's piles of them there. And then it said, but to fashion a whip takes time. And then I was it just it opened oh, up good. to me, and I was like, Jesus is sitting on the steps of the temple, fashioning this whip Mm -hmm. and weaving it together while he's watching God's people just make a prostitute of the sacrificial system. Because when I first read it, it seemed very reactionary to me. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus stumbles into the temple for worship that day, sees what's going on, blows up, turns over tables, drives people out. Grabs the nearest thing. Yeah. And is, you know, hitting people. And and then I got into a big debate with my friend. He was like, dude, there's no way Jesus hit someone. And I was like, dude, it says he drove them out like cattle. And you got to hit a couple of them, oh, you know, you know, to get them going, you, you know, know and them. to this day, it's still like one of our biggest arguments. And so please chime in. Do you think Jesus hit some people with the Ooh. whip? I don't know. It's a controversial <laughs> statement. Have you ever used a whip? Right. Exactly. It's hard to control. I'm just I've saying. I've actually never used a whip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the whip, it opened up to me in such a way. And I was there in the hustle and bustle and it stopped being reactionary and I remember the moment it clicked when I wrote in my journal, this was a calculated move. Mm-hmm. Like, and then to see, that's when I realized Jesus said, my father's house will be a house of prayer. Mm-hmm. And Jesus didn't say a house of preaching, yeah. a house of singing, a house of sacrifice. He said a house of prayer, which reminded me then I was like, well, prayer like takes time. 
and it's slow. And so then, the, yeah, the passage opened up. They were doing this mechanical factory line, bring in the next sacrifice. Prayer's relationship. S- yeah, selling, doing money, and all of this stuff. And so that was the first time to me that, like, boom, like it, the, the passage opened up. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember thinking, wow. There is so much more here yeah. in the scriptures than what I had ever realized in that mm-hmm. sense. And it's beautiful to hear how it intersects in our lives and, and yeah. does all of that. So we would love to hear from you guys. When was the first time that studying the Bible, meditating on scripture, God showed you something yeah. and you were like, that's for me. That's incredible. Um, in this series and and meditating, dwelling on scripture, doing stuff like that. How has meditating on Scripture benefited you specifically? And when I say specifically, what I mean by that is, like, has it helped your prayer life? Has it helped worship? Has it helped your um, leading people to cry? I mean, how? what has it done for you that you could look over if someone was sitting next to you right now and said, well, I mean, well, how has taking the time and investing in Bible meditation how has this benefited your life? How would you answer that question? I think honestly, right off the bat, I can think of last week as very specific. Yeah. Um, kids' side is learning the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. And so it's three different lesson plans for three different age groups. And I was really, we were introducing love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's so many places I could pull this from. In my head, though, I kept going back to Ruth and Naomi Hmm. for me. Yeah. I kept going back to Ruth and Naomi. And as I'm studying it and I'm like sitting with it and I'm thinking and I'm thinking, and I've, I've always had a resignation with whoever is the secondary characters. Mm -hmm. I've never been like when teenage girls were looking at, you know, the main singer, I'm like, who's the guitar guy? Who's the best supporting actor? I am that girl. And in that, I'm like, Ruth loved Naomi. Naomi was bitter and angry. And I thought, okay, maybe this is... And I switched up the story for the kids. And they went to the Good Samaritan. And we we took it a different way. But it was because I had sat with that story for so long. I was getting new information from it that was completely different from my whole intent of studying it. Yeah, that's good. Why I wanted to study that was so I could help people teach it better. No question. And it ended up being, I studied that, learned different things. And I'm like, not right now. Yeah. And so it switched. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. And yeah. And, it, and it's crazy because where you end up in Bible meditation, and I use that very specifically. Yeah. I'm meaning like you're taking the time, you're dwelling is always a very different place from when you start. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's right. Well, you I know? W- I mean, I this was not meant in my moment of me doing that. It was not intended for me. Yes, but that is where God led me. Was like, hey, Nikki, uh, uh-uh, uh, yeah. we're not. You need Skirt. to, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we turned, and I'm like, okay. That's and good. I've been sitting in that text. We're a week later, and I'm still sitting with it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, there's yeah. going to be something come from this. That's good. What about you, Adam? How has like Bible meditation and dwelling? benefited you? Well, I would say, I mean, obviously teaching, you're learning from the Bible, but it gives you practical uh, ways for me in worship. It shows you Mm. how to worship the Lord. Mm. And it gives you 
the word of the Lord to worship with. So, (laughs) you know, uh, and what other, uh, I mean, what are we going to derive something from our own hearts? Usually that doesn't fare well when we trust our own flesh or whatever. So I find it very beneficial in the, in the realm of worship, like corporate worship, when you are singing in song to the Lord, how, when your heart cries out it, it, when you have the scripture in your heart, it gives you words to speak yes. that you've read. Amen. That the Lord has said, "Hey, this is in the Bible. This is how I. This is how I'm praised. Yes. So praise me in this way. It also gives me a practical like when I read the Bible and I'm and I'm reading maybe some something from the Old Testament, like a, a really nice juicy story with a lot of drama or whatever. Yeah, in sure. It, like, very involved. But it gives you very practical responses to hardship, like Ooh. I've. I, like when people fall face down and when, when people like David falls face down in front of the Lord after one of his friends is killed because he touched the ark and his response is I'm angry, but I'm worshiping. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's those things where I meditate on that. And I, and I can, when I listen to it the first time and I can feel, you know, the, the anger that would be behind David when he lost his friend who you can see is like serving the Lord. Mm. But then you see him face down in front of God worshiping. It gives in in your day to day. It gives you like a guideline for how yes. to go throughout your day, whether it's hard, good, or whether it's good or bad. Yeah, here's how you behave. And I'm, but really, the, in my realm of things, the worship side, it gives you words to speak to the Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, how are you going to know how to talk to him if you haven't spent time with him yeah. when he's speaking to you? Yeah, you're you're. It's like baking a cake. You start with ingredients, yeah, and the word of God is that. Yeah, yep. it and and I like what you said. In situations where I would be speechless, and I find myself in those often, if I'm visiting someone in the hospital, yeah. if I'm next to the bed of someone, what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. Like some quote, yeah. some movie line, or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or the word of God, or the word of God. Yeah. Like this is tried and true. I think for me, it changed my prayer life very similarly. It, um, the the scripture for me in my time of meditation, I, I use the illustration that the Bible and uh, meditating and dwelling is a diving board that allows me to jump into the pool of prayer. Because, you know, where, you know, the disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. It's not a natural thing. And whether it be the Lord's Prayer, I've done that for years. I have cited, recited the Lord's Prayer multiple times. Then when I recite the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, I'll pause and I'll go, God, I'm just thankful that you're my Father. Yeah. Like you're in heaven, you're not like us. You're above us. You are good, and you are our Father. Mm. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God, I just pray that you're at the center of my life, my kid's life, that everything about you is separate and distinct, and, and it's become a framework for yeah, me. Yeah. To, and, and whatever passage that I'm in, I mean, we do that in our staff prayer time yeah. when we pray for the congregation. We always read a passage of Scripture and then go, hey, kind of as a theme you know, here's how we're going to pray for our people. And so for me, it was a game changer in prayer. Mm. I think it, it literally, I love what Eugene Peterson says. Eugene Peterson says, prayer is a conversation with God, but God always starts the conversation. Mm -hmm. Meaning the Bible is God's words to us first. 
and prayer is is, is responding Ooh. to what God has already said. And so that framework for me is really, really important. Yeah, to kind that's of, important. You know, the walk first through. step is to hear from God. Yeah, to and hear. If you're not there in the Scripture, then how are you even here? Yeah, yeah. If it's a conversation, I need to listen. Yeah. First, you know what I mean. Um, obviously, nobody is perfect. Okay, and we're not like three hours deep every day, <laughs> um, oh. like nailing this, doing all of this stuff. Um, we struggle on any given day. But I think here's what's important, and I think it's what people picked up on in, in the previous podcast, was hearing how there's different ways, you know, excuse me, to do this. It looks different in different ways, and we all struggle, right? Yeah. If there's one, I don't want to say pushback, because sometimes it's a pushback, but a lot of times it's a genuine question. Pastor Jason, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I have a deep desire in my heart to dwell with God's word, to meditate on his word. But I've got three young kids right now, you know, whatever yeah. season, you know, I mean, I'm working right now. I'm doing all of this stuff. And I think they think, and I mean, they in general, yeah. a very blanketing statement. Sure. Oh, Nikki, you have time because you work at the church. Jason, you're the pastor. You, I, Guys, a lot of that time is spent prepping for y'all. hundred percent. I mean, it's yeah. it's not always self, but we have to fill up self before we can fill up y'all. hundred percent. So in that, we don't have all the right answers Absolutely. all the time. And, and we still have, it's what I told my guys at the table last night. Like, I'm a husband and a father too. Yeah. And so the same things that you feel are the same things that I feel. Uh -huh. So So I say all that to say this. If somebody was sitting next to you, a good friend, and they are down... They are struggling with meditating and dwelling on God's word. Um, what would you say to them? What would be your encouragement right now to those people who are listening, who are kind of on the edge, they desire to do it, maybe they've even tried, and as soon as they open their Bible, the kid wakes up, or this happens, or whatever, and they're just struggling. What would you say to somebody to encourage them who's struggling on dwelling in God's word? I would ask them to really honestly look at the rhythm of their day. Mm, good. Like I'm not a morning person. My yeah. alarm goes off at six every morning and I hate it every morning. Sure. Yeah. I'm not ready to comprehend anything. I don't want to have a conversation. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, my, knock those cobwebs out. My husband is one. He wakes up and he could talk to you yep. and he, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, he's just yeah. rare to go. And I'm like, don't breathe in my direction. Yes, yes. But I think we Especially need to be. In the morning. Yeah, we need, <laughs> we need those honest. Like, what does your day look like? How yeah. is your day set? It's good. Um, for me, last week was a great example. I thought I had all kinds of time, and I was twenty minutes late for our staff <laughs> meeting because I looked at the clock and was like, "Oh, I right. need to be there in ten minutes, and I live thirty away." <laughs> Sorry, guys, I don't know what happened. Sure. But I set it up to where I try. I have different goals yeah. for out different days. This isn't That's something. Good. Yeah. I can't do it the same way every day. Know what season you're in. Know what. Yeah. And if your season your changes is. like daily, that is okay. Yep. Um, my mornings are not it mornings. I tend to do like a five minute devotional. Sure. I will read something little. I don't always, I, this is going to sound off. It doesn't always hit or stick. Yep. For sure. It doesn't always do that brain drop down into heart things. Sometimes sure. it's just brain. Yes. In my car, in my drive, I always have the Bible app going. It's good. 
again, sometimes I'm zoned out and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm turning into work. Wonder yep. where that. But at night, for me, I need the quiet of night. So it's that's good. when I sit. Kids, everybody's in bed. Yeah. I take okay. 15 minutes, yeah. whatever. Sometimes it's longer. Sometimes it's less. I take that time. But I, if I don't hit it, I don't beat myself sure. up over it. Yep. I aim for a few times a day. I, my goal is yeah. one, and some days it doesn't happen. One thing that's been fundamental for me, and I say it all the time, and I've said it a ton during this series, is there was a time in my life where I really believed on the days that I read and studied that God loved me more. Yeah, he doesn't. Hands down. I mean, hands down, yeah. I would say I'm killing it today, guys. Like, God is satisfied with me. And I've said... But the truth is, is that it makes you satisfied in God, and that yeah. is the real feeling that's behind it. it. Like, yeah, when I, I read my Bible... You up because yes. you're like... I understand what the Lord is speaking today, but yeah, you can conflate it with like the Lord is loving me. He can 100%. see me today, but and, I see him today. And so the sentence has been reading your Bible and dwelling in your Bible doesn't make God love you more, Yeah, but reading and dwelling in your Bible does make you love God more. It does. I mean, hands down. there's, there's a hands down. So Nikki, I love your word. Like, Know what season you're in. Know yeah. what your day is. Know self-awareness. You have to. Self-awareness. But I never want, and I hear it so many times, usually because of my world, it's busy, busy moms. Sure, sure. That they are beating themselves up and they are ashamed when they say things like, I've not read my Bible yep. in a week. Hey, guess what? You've not read your Bible in a week. That's fine. I've watched you pray with your kids over dinner every yep. night. I've watched you turn on that worship music and have a dance party with your kids. Yep. Yeah. You've done... You're there's setting, grace there's in this grace thing. In yeah, this. for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, that's good. Adam, what about you, man? Somebody struggling, man, yeah. I'm, I want to dwell. I'm not. How would you encourage them? I guess it's similar vein as what Nikki's talking about, but I guess it boils down to sustainable goals that are at attainable. Yeah. Um, like if so, I had a guy come to me and be like, hey, I'm going to get into working out, and I'm and starting next week, I'm going six days a week. Come on. And I was like, okay. Wow. Cool. You haven't worked out in 10 years, sure. but you're going to go six days a week next week. How does your personality jive with you missing three of those days? Yep. Does it make you then say, ah, I'm overwhelmed. I haven't met this. Woe is me. If it I'm ain't no perfection, good. I ain't doing exactly. it. Exactly. And, yeah. and that is a lot of people. Yep. I mean, I'm not necessarily mm -hmm. that way, but I... I I like setting goals on the forefront that are first attainable. Mm, so good. set yourself goals that you're going to be able to. I'm going to read my Bible one day this week. Well, I'm thinking of I, Haley. I mean, seriously. Yes. I mean, that's real. Haley reading before she turns on Netflix. Yep. Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah. Something like something small was like, I will achieve this. Yeah. I mean, it just those those mental gymnastics of saying, OK, I did this. I can do it two days now. And what that does, at least for me. We talked about this earlier today. Those disciplines are, you know, the fake it till you make it. Put yourself there. Sure. Make it to where it's a habit first. Yeah. And then let the Lord do the work to where it creates a passion in you. Wow. And just because, I mean, if you if you are slowly gaining traction there and saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, set yourself those attainable goals. The Lord does the work. I mean, that's, we, we understand that with everything else. It's not, yeah. it's yep. not any different with Scripture. The For Lord's sure. going to do the work in you, and you can't force it. But there is there will come a point where you realize this is, this is shaping the way that I behave 
every day. Oh, and I have to have this drink this morning, that yes. water coming out of that faucet that's always going. Yeah. I have to get it today. And whenever it's not there, you realize. And that's that's the point I aim to get to. And whenever I realize, uh-oh, when I'm in the red is when I am not recognizing I haven't read today. Yeah, that's good. And I'm going to get real practical here. When I don't pursue out of a discipline because I know what my natural inclination is, let's say I've gone a few days, a week, whatever, a couple yeah. weeks without reading, what I do is I'll turn to something else to fill me mm -hmm. up. And so I'm listening to a certain type of music. And when I listen to a certain type of music, that makes me desire material things. Yep. And then I'm like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about buying these or doing something. And it's like Courtney knows. Yeah, you can see it. Oh, it's 100%. And, and I think it's you're going to fill up with something. Something. And, and, and so it's not... I've either got to do God's word or not at all. Yeah. I think you have to understand the reality that you're filling yourself up with something in that sense. That Man, that's a huge word. I think my encouragement would simply be to not quit. Yeah. And what I mean by that is this. I'm not meaning the everyday perfection. Mm -hmm. I just mean keep trying. Mm -hmm. Keep keep adjusting. Is it, you know, I, you know I'm going to start with the audio Bible. I'm just going to read it. Well, like there was a season in our life where we kept a, I kept a Bible in the car with Roman and Roman would read on the, on the length of township line road on the way to Oak Grove school. Yeah. And some days he would make it through a whole Psalm if it was short and some days it was barely a verse or barely anything, but the goal the rhythm. and the win was the, the Bible's in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get in, just read it to me for a little bit. It changes your whole perspective. Your focus is completely different. Yeah. So don't just try adjust. Try because here's oh man, I love these promises. In Isaiah, God says, "My word will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it." And the way that the rain hits the ground and produces growth is the way that my word goes out. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is living and active. And if there's one thing I could say, it's this. God's word never returns void. Mm, amen. Ever. It, it, even if you don't feel it, I believe, to get a little ghosty, and I don't know how to even explain this, I think <laughs> there's something supernatural when you even just expose yourself to it. Oh, yeah. Whether that be osmosis, you can call it whatever you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think the fact of, like, I picture on Sunday, this is what goes on in my mind. We, um, you know, I've, I've got some pretty strong beliefs on what we do on Sundays and why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is the reading of the text. I think we see that throughout church history. There is a moment in our service where everything stops and somebody reads the passage of Scripture that is God's Word for us. I believe that we're hearing God audibly mm -hmm. yeah. whenever that is read. But I also think that as the person's reading that, there is something washing over the congregation, almost in a spiritual sense, that this word is going out in this room. And when these sound waves hit these people, it's God's word, though, yeah. these sound waves are. Yeah. And it's doings it's soft like yeah. you know in proverbs or in the psalms it says that god's word is like a hammer that breaks the rock guys i've seen that i have seen men come week after week after week with their wife 
zero interest. I'm not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. You know who I am. You know where I stand and know where the line is, Mm -hmm. buddy. And I have seen week in and week out that word beat that heart into a soft, receptive heart. I've also seen that same word pierce someone's heart to bring conviction. I've also seen that same word bring a comfort that was just beyond any... I mean, it never returns void. It's incredible. The Puritans had a saying, the same sun that melts the ice is the same sun that hardens the clay. Yeah. And they had another saying, soft words produce hard people, and hard words produce soft people. And that's the Word of God that's doing that. It's softening and beating hearts mm. and doing those things. So my encouragement would simply be just just don't give up. Just keep trying, yeah. keep adjusting, keep tweaking, do whatever. And expectations, too. Like oh, when's man. The, when's the last time you set out on changing a behavior and it changed in, in a week, mm. you know, yeah. and, and it has lasting effect. Like when's the last yeah. time you got your health in line in a week yep. or well, whatever? It's like, it takes discipline. And if you, it does, it just, at the end of the day, God calls us to something, but it doesn't require nothing from us. Yep. It requires, requires labor. Yep. A hundred percent. I'm going to add to that thread. Yeah, go. Because in the same way, you don't need to compare where you are oh. being called. Dude, we I, talked about this last night. It was I mean, yeah, yeah, where you're being called and what you retain, what you know, is not going to be the same as someone who started church even after you. Or everybody has a different level of understanding, yep. and that comparison. Yep. Comparison steals joy. I, I I said to the West Side men to do the next right thing, and I said comparison's the enemy of contentment. Yeah, and I'll say this: this is a little bit of a confession. Because I read guys like John Wesley, who, by the way, rode his horse so much that he rode his horse enough to travel the, around the globe three times in his lifetime, going around sharing the gospel. Wow. Um, Charles Spurgeon, when he was my age, had already written 14 books, was pastoring a church of 10,000 people, had an orphanage, had a seminary. His sermon was being read by 5,000 people every week. When I read those things, subconsciously, I didn't realize there was a expectation and something creeping in on me. Also, um, Spurgeon died at about 52 years old, mm-hmm. and most everybody agrees he died of exhaustion. Mm. Um, yeah, that's Spurgeon not, wasn't healthy. That's not admirable. He wasn't. No, that's not something to pursue. That is a um, John Wesley. Had a horrible marriage. I was really curious because Spurgeon, horrible, I know, was married. Spurgeon had a great marriage with Susan. John Wesley and George Whitfield. John, I'll never forget reading a biography on Jonathan Edwards. Okay, this is like one of the greatest minds a lot of people think that the United States has ever produced. Yale College, all of this stuff. I'll never forget reading in one of his journals. He said, did not make dinner with the family tonight because I felt led to continue fasting and control this sin. And I thought, Mm. I kind of feel like God would want you to eat dinner with your family. Like there would be weeks where his kids wouldn't see him because, quote unquote, he was praying and fasting. 
I don't know, man. I I don't think, I think that's a lot more of the human fleshly. And so the expectations that you're talking about and the comparison guys is huge to look at someone, let's say like a Miss Margaret, God lover, if you knew Mm. who that was, a founding member of Westside, Westside started in her basement. And if you were to pray with Miss Margaret and walk away and go, and I'll never pray like that. Why? The same thing would be true. If you played one-on-one basketball with LeBron James and walked away and said, man, I'm horrible. I'll never play like LeBron. Well, yeah. Have you given 30 years of your life to the craft? It's, I think there's a real, it, that's what I mean. Don't give up. Yeah. Put in work, just time. And it matures and it grows just into this thing. You've got to want it and you've got to be bought into 100% what it's going to produce. I mean, that's one of the things I'm saying Sunday is when, when we talk about Bible memory, because this Sunday is like memorization. I love this. It's duty and delight. Mm -hmm. It's both. And Mm -hmm. it is duty. It's the difference between raking and digging. It's duty and delight. And here's what you'll find. If the discipline is there, the the delight follows discipline. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not discipline first. No, it's not delight no. and then discipline. Because think about in marriage. You know, I read this quote at every wedding. Um, love is a choice. And you do the acts of love despite how you feel. Yeah. On the days you wake up and you don't want to be loving, you don't want to be forgiving, you don't want to be compassionate. You do the acts of love despite how you feel. And then the quote says this, and then you will find one day that your feelings have grown out of your actions Mm -hmm. and you are loving and you are forgiving and you are all of these things. It's the same when it comes to this Bible thing that we're talking about here, you know? And I think people need to know it's so hard because it goes so against what the world and the flesh teach us. Hey, I learned something this week. Do you know the etymology of the word entertain and entertainment? No. He's grinning. I wish you guys could see his face. Guys, this will send chills down your spine. Send them, baby. (laughs) Adam's like, so ready for these chills right now. Look it up. The etymology and the origin of the word to entertain or entertainment is a military term that a military group would use to distract Ah. the enemy. So if they were going to deploy decoys, they would say, what we need to do is entertain the front lines here in this quadrant and we will infiltrate here through the back quadrant. Yeah, yeah. Now, think about because listen, guys. No, time yeah. time's not the issue. No, time's not the issue. No, no. Netflix, Amazon, yeah. Hulu, Yellowstone. Time is not the issue. The choice is the issue. Yeah. And guys, I fundamentally believe John Piper said that if. Social media and entertainment show anything, it's this, that our lack of prayer is not due to a lack of time. Mm -hmm. It's due to a lack of desire. Yeah, for sure. And I think that the enemy has one of the greatest tactics is entertainment. 
And that's something I've been mulling over a lot because I buck against that because I find God in a lot of art and a lot of beauty. That's why I use a lot of illustrations. And I'm telling you, man, when Woody lifted up his foot and saw Andy underneath Mm -hmm. it, guys, that was a gospel moment for me, man. I'm telling you, man, God was like, it doesn't matter. You don't know who you are until you know whose you are. When did you find God watching Toy Story? You know what I'm saying? But that's the exception. Yeah. That's not the rule, guys. You know, I mean, I'm not like, boy, you know, I'm going to go sermon prep. I'm going to go watch back-to-back movies at the Popper Bluff Theater and give four hours to, you know. But even not there. Hey, moms, if your kids have ball games every night of the week, what are you prioritizing? 100%. I mean, there's... And what are you... You know, I get it. Andy's doing gymnastics and stuff right now. She's doing cheer. And yeah, cheer and all this stuff. And it's like, hey, we got to drive here. We got to drop off. But here's the reality. Could we play the Dwell app in the car? Yeah. And that's exactly where my love... We can can fit it in, guys. And that's where mine birthed from, is my practicalities, because it was necessary. 100%. Hey, listen, I want to close with this. This is a little bit of a curveball. I love throwing curveballs. We're two weeks in. We've we've got this Sunday and next Sunday left in the Dwell series. What stuck out so far for you, with like Dwell being the word of the year, and just what has jumped out at you right now... Um, a couple weeks into this series and meditating and dwelling. And, I, and listen, I would encourage you, if you didn't listen to Sunday's sermon, I would encourage you to watch it. You can go to YouTube and Facebook. We walked through an exercise at the end of the sermon that was basically like a classroom setting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was as practical. There was a verse on the whiteboard. I had the people. I was like, I'm going to give you. I taught what it is, these P's. And then I said, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I want you to read it, reread it, reread it, what jumps out. And then I just asked the crowd, all right, what jumps out? We underlined, and then we asked questions. And then then I said this, go do likewise. Yeah, yeah that's it. Here you go. You know, this is it. So what's jumped out at you so far? The receptiveness of the congregation and how much they are wanting this. Mm, that's like, good. Not something necessarily like a word. But the response, because I'm not in there. Yeah. And so I'm hearing about it all secondhand. Wow, that's good. And yeah, it's really, Yeah. people are, they're desiring that's good to, to hear. have that moment to it's good sit to hear. and to I'm learn. I'm not blowing it. No, you're not <laughs> that's blowing good. it. That's good. They, but you know, for like, the first time. <laughs> the work, the, they're willing to do the work. Yeah. And they're wanting to know the practical to- tools, yep. how to do that. And, and listen, I said from the get-go, this is for disciples. Yeah. Listen, this isn't low-hanging fruit. No, it's not. I no. knew Sunday, no, just not. full confession here, guys, and I kind of shared this a little bit. I was anxious is not the word. I was aware mm-hmm. that my sermon Sunday wasn't going to hit a felt need of everyone in the room. Right. Like it, like if I were to say, hey guys, today I'm going to talk about how we can have peace in the chaos. Everybody's like, well, I'm leaning forward. I'm in chaos and I need peace. But I went, hey, this is going to require work and I'm not going to feed you. I mean, that was my opening illustration. I'm not going to feed you. I'm going to teach you how to cook. And here's, Mm, you know, you know, here we go. So what about you? What stuck out, Adam? Well, the meditation aspect, I mean, it. I like that you called us to recognize that we're meditating on things daily, even when we don't realize it. Mm. But I think the meditation is so important when it comes to scripture, Yeah, because I've seen it in my own life being an important piece of my commune with the Lord. Yeah. 
but just like when's the last time you have purposely Jason taught us like you are meditating on things when you don't realize, but when is the last time that you have sat and meditated on something in silence to hear from the Lord? Maybe you take a piece of his word and then you sit with it yeah. and say, Lord, speak to me, speak to me and be patient. I mean, it comes back to patience, dad, yeah. being patient in that and really how that, that meditation morphs into prayer Yeah, too. It's kind yeah. of the balance between reading the scripture, meditating, then talking to the Lord. Yes. And I, I just have found, and we haven't moved into the mobilized aspect of sure. dwelling and everything. I'm excited for that. Yeah. But just this call to meditate on it is very practical. And like, we can all nod our heads and say, yeah, yeah, that's good. I agree. Sure. But yeah. now the ball's in your but court. do it. Yes. I mean, seriously, are you doing it, and are you making a habit of doing it? And at the end of the day, it comes to you, your discipline to do it. Yes, 100%. That's good, man. I think it's so true. I think when it comes to the meditate, and, you know, one scholar says, when we read the scriptures, we can safely assume that God very rarely yells above the chaos. Mm but he makes us lean in to hear his whisper. Yeah. And that requires time. Mm -hmm. That requires sitting. For the first part of my meditation, when I say the Lord's Prayer over and over, it's really a centering. Yeah. It's really a breathing. Yeah. It's really a, a, you know, a lot of that stuff because I have to drown out what's so loud and around mm -hmm. on everything like that. So, hey, listen, we want to hear from you. What has stuck out in this series? Um, you know, has something clicked for you? Oh, my gosh, please, please, please. We would and we would throw a party. If you send in and say, hey, so I did for the first time this, and God spoke to me. And absolutely, yeah, yeah, say, read so what somebody sent yeah, in. Yeah, we got this sent in last week um, about our podcast where we were discussing how we study mm. and how we get into it. And I'm just going to read it word for word. Such an informative, eye-opening podcast. Thank you all for being so open about your ways of reading and following the Bible. I have thought for years I was doing it wrong. Study my heart out to walk away without any grasp of what I read. I've been in community groups and small groups, and when I've asked a repetitive type of question, only to be left embarrassed for asking. And it was so I could comprehend the study matter. But now, knowing there are different ways and others out there like me that we all learn differently, I get, but seriously thought for years, I was doing it wrong. What a release. Reality. I am so grateful for the honesty and open forum of which each of you sharing your thoughts and own experience. My word, because of this podcast going into 2023, will be release. Yes. I love it. Guys, please send those in. We want to hear just so we're not sending this out into the abyss. I, I mean, I, I mean? used to, I believe no one listens to this. No one listens to this. And that's not the case at all. Mm. You guys are listening and responding. But we also want to know the moments like this person sent in. Yep. So you guys are aware you have a community around you. Amen. Amen. But there may be a way that you guys, you know, can dwell or that you meditate, yeah. or something that sits to where God's Word just blooms in your heart in a way that can help others. Yeah, so if you're not sure. comfortable, text it, yeah. email it, Facebook do whatever. it, whatever yeah. you can do. Get that wanna, to us. I want to say something here, too, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it Sunday. I've gotten a few questions about, like, what Bible do I get? There's so many translations. I'm oh, overwhelmed. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit Sunday about, like, word for word and thought for thought. And because when it comes to Bible memory, 
I do think it's very important that we are intentional. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's what I always recommend. If you are a brand new Christian, I'm talking, you didn't grow up. You have no background whatsoever in any of this. I would recommend to you the New Living Translation and particularly the NLT Life Application Study Bible. It's incredible. The study notes give you context, but they also help you with application, and the translation is very readable, okay? Mm -hmm. If you are somebody who's like, hey, you know, I've had this Bible, I went to youth, I've been in church, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to dig a little deeper, I'm, I'm wanting to ante up, I'm wanting to get swole, if yeah. you will, <laughs> in this uh, dwell thing, I would recommend to you the ESV Study Bible, mm -hmm. and here's a word of caution that I would say. I caution people initially. Um, now, if you're wanting to ante up and you're, you're asking me, how do I ante up ESV study Bible? There are so many study Bibles that are like the 11 year old boy who loves transformer study Bible. Yeah. There's the teenage, there's the women's, there's the men. The ESV study Bible, I think is one of the greatest resources ever produced the ESV is considered a word-for-word -word translation. Sometimes it is difficult. There, It's rigid in yeah. your reading. But here's the confidence you have. The confidence you have is this is the closest to what we can assume in the English language. Yeah. And, and, and I want all the yeah. words, man, because the words, when it comes to Bible memory— the words and the letters matter in that sense. So NLT translation, if you're like, hey, listen, my husband is, is like completely unsaved, my wife, this, that, and the other, NLT Life Application Study Bible. If you currently have a Bible, you're wanting to ante up, I would say the ESV Study Bible, and we're going to get into more of that stuff on Sunday when it comes to Bible memory. So, hey, really quickly, I think we've got some exciting stuff coming up in the life of the church. Um, Adam, we've got something exciting happening at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. What is that? Yeah, worship night, upper room worship. Upper this is room, for anybody. I Boy, I'll, I'll do it right now. Yeah, dude. just come on. Let's just start it from now <laughs> till the end of So that's yes. Sunday, January 29th at 5 p.m., and come we're on. going to start doing this on every, every month that has five Sundays. Come it's on. going to be be the fifth Sunday yeah. at night, uh, thinking ab about around an hour, really just a night focused on worship and specific prayer, dwelling, and being just yeah, dwelling yeah. with the Lord. So come, we might do some songs that yeah. we don't normally do on Sundays, but that are very worshipful, might yeah. learn some new ones, uh, really call you to like a life of worship, and those nights are meant to I wanna, fill you up. I want to ask you this and put you on the spot a yeah. little bit. Obviously, this is a huge passion. You've been wanting to do this, and as somebody who is kind of you know leading this and directing this what is your prayer? What's your desire as an intentional time to come back and gather again? I mean, people are putting this in their calendars. Some people are going to, you know, have to find a babysitter. Or What I'm meaning is this is intentional. This is a real thing. We really try at Westside to be intentional. We yeah. don't just do things to do them. What is your prayer and your hope for the people that attend an upper room night of worship. I mean, at the basic level, it's it's to be filled with the Spirit. Like mm. that is that is my goal personally, is to be increasingly filled with the Spirit. Amen. And placing yourself in constant worship yes. is the way that you commune with the Spirit the most. And then how that affects the way that you view 
just the way that you behave in life, how, yes. you, how you love people when you're filled with the Spirit is completely different than when you're filled with your own heart and your own desire. So Amen. just a place where people can come, a place of confession. Really, mm. I mean, I, we, don't, we don't make a big deal about confession, but there is freedom in confession yeah. yes. because it brings to the surface what God already knows, Yes, yeah. but there is a value in that confession there and then worshiping through that. Yes. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a powerful time for all who come. Yep. If you're not coming, you are missing out and on here's, being with the Lord. Here's one thing I'll say. I'll combat something. You know, yeah. uh, oftentimes I hear like, boy, my car is the place of worship. And I, and listen, mm. praise be to God for that. Like, I, you know, that's awesome. You can can worship in the woods you can do whatever yeah. here's the difference um you can all of us watch the super bowl you know at our house and yeah. and it's a ton of fun um it'd probably be a game changer to go to the super bowl yeah yeah and and to be there and to gather and to experience it and when you hear worship and if you think initially at a basic level just my favorite hill song song or what you know whatever yeah. in my car praising Jesus, I want you to know that the upper room night of worship is like going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is an ante up. It is an intentional time. It's an intentional place, all of those yeah. things. So we are super excited about yeah, that. And then January 22nd, to let you guys know, a ton of us, the board, the staff, the leadership, we are going down to be with our Grace family. Yay. And so we are going to Monroe, Georgia for the Grace Summit Monroe, 2023. Georgia. Come on with it. And so because of that, we are going to be having an online service that Sunday. So catch it out on Facebook. And by the way, if you haven't liked our Facebook page, you need to go do that because we have a ton of information. It's a great way to stay involved. But that Sunday, January 22nd, will be an online service. You can tune into the online service. And here's what's really cool. Um, you are going to get to worship and experience um, one of the grace sessions that that's, be that's so there at Summit. So I'm really excited because January 22nd, um, some of us are going to be in person experiencing the Grace Summit. Yeah. But it's also a Sunday for our entire congregation to see what this Grace family yeah. is and what all of that stuff yeah. is. Um, Nick, is there anything coming up, Kidside Kids? I've had some questions about change wars and some stuff change like that. Change wars will end the 29th of January. Love so it. you've got couple more Sundays Come to on. get it in. Yep. And we had a goal set for $200. Yeah. And what's the purpose of that? What are you guys doing? So what we are going to do is we are part of Bright Futures yep. and we are partnered with O'Neill School. Yep. They have some needs over there for like some warm coats, some socks, wow. some other needs that the kids may have. So the kids are raising money for other kids yes. in their school, in their wow. community. That's cool. So yeah, we've had them just, we challenged them to bring in all their change. They have accepted the challenge and rose to the occasion. So I'm Love hoping it. the 1st of February I can say, hey, we raised a whole ton of money. We bought a bunch of stuff, and yeah, it's love been it. a great thing. Kids buying coats for kids. Yeah. Kids helping kids. Kids helping kids. I, I mean, love and they're it. just great. one so boy's beautiful. like, what room's going to win? What room's going to win? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, come on. They're, he's like, I got a big jar of pennies. And bring, and they are bringing yes. it in. Yes. Like, it's I love so it. great. Also, guys, um, Westside Men is launched. So if you're listening to this every Monday at 630, come eat some good food. Just come. Mm. Give it a try. Be a part of it. And then as you're listening to this and when this goes live on Wednesday, yeah. that night at the church is Westside Women. 6 p.m. Baked it, Potato it's Bar. An, it's an intentional time. 
time to get connected with some ladies, open up your Bible, hear what's coming. So there's a ton coming up in the life of the church. If you've got any more questions, guys, visit our website, westsidepb.org, Facebook page, shoot us an email. Hey, do us a favor, like and subscribe uh, to this podcast and share it. Um, It helps get the word out. And then that algorithm that Elon Musk is in charge of, we get to benefit from. So, hey, we love you and never forget until we meet again. It is all about Jesus. Blessings. Blessings.